As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. As soon as you had a corporate checkbook pay for that personal credit card, even though it's all business expenses, you just commingled funds. You acted like the business money was your money. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes the free service. Here comes the free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714 I interviewed her about her best ever advice, talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you got 500 units or even a handful of units go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe that's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe they're going to give you a free 30 minute goal strategy session they'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free mylandlordhelper.com forward slash joe again if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluff with us today. Aaron Young, how you doing, Aaron? It's good to be here with you, Joe. It's always great to talk to real estate investors. I love this group of people. 
Well, that makes me smile from ear to ear. I love that group of people as well because I am one of those people. A little bit about Aaron. He is the creator of the Unshackled Owner, which is a program for entrepreneurs on how to build a business. He's also the chairman and CEO of Laughlin Associates, which is a company that helps form corporations and LLCs. He's helped over 100,000 entrepreneurs start and grow their business, and he's an advisory board member for the International Crowdfunding Association based in Portland, Oregon, because today is Sunday, best ever listeners. Well, we're doing Skill Set Sunday like we usually do on Sundays, and today we're going to be talking about asset protection so that we can keep what we earn. With that being said, Aaron, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus before we get into asset protection? Yeah, you bet. Well, so I guess this is going to betray my age a little bit, but for 34 years now, I've had employees. In other words, I was responsible for a payroll, and my business has always been business to business. So in other words, I've been helping other business owners do something to keep their company safe and sound. And for the last 20 years, that's been very specifically involved in buying and merging companies that were in the corporate formation and management business. So now we represent tens of thousands of business owners, whether they're enterprise-level businesses, movie studios, famous people, to individuals who have things worth protecting. And so I think that really fits this group. We have thousands of real estate investors, and we've been with those people. (laughs) We were with them all the way up to 08, and then a lot of them disappeared in 08 and 09. And then the people that had held their money back came in and started buying up all those depreciated assets. So we were a big part of sort of that back end, buying up non-performing notes and foreclosures, whether that was a bank foreclosure or like a county tax foreclosure. We have had a lot of that. And then now, of course, we're back into this zone where there's a lot of people that are fixing and flipping and building apartment buildings, building multifamily of different sorts. So I've spent many years working with people who are real estate investors of place close to my heart. So anyway, I know a little bit about something that goes on in their minds. Beside that, I'm a guy who likes to start companies. That's all I've ever done. And I've gotten real involved with everything from lots of private companies to a couple of public companies and had some real good successes and a few really uh, epic failures. So I've got some scars for these 34 years. But the fact is, your audience can understand this. You got to keep taking steps forward because not every deal is a perfect jewel. But if you kind of fail your way forward, you end up having a lot of success, making a lot of money, but really building a life that you can love. Let's talk about your asset protection approach with Laughlin Associates. What is the number one thing that real estate investors hire your company for? And what's something that they should be hiring your company for? That's a great question. The number one reason people come to us is they want to form an LLC. Real estate investors are madly in love with LLCs, and LLCs are a good vehicle to do a lot of your real estate investment through, especially if you're using investor money. You're finding a deal, and then you're getting investors to put money in. So LLCs are great for a number of reasons. So that's good. The thing that they should be hiring us for is most people are not thinking very strategically about how to own things, how to do different things with their business. So while you might be holding real estate and LLCs, you might want to have a C corporation, maybe an S corporation, but probably a C corporation is kind of your mothership. This is where your money 
lives. This is how you do property management. This is how you deal with your contractors. And then you're owning the individual properties or little buckets of properties in those LLCs. That's one thing. The biggest thing where people drop the ball and put themselves and everything they've built at risk is they don't do the corporate formalities that the law requires them to do Things like having board meetings, keeping minutes of those meetings, passing resolutions, issuing stock or membership certificates of that corporation or LLC. And why don't they do it? They don't do it because either they don't know about it or it doesn't make any sense to them that if they're the one director of the business, Joe, they think, why would I have a freaking meeting with myself? That yeah, sounds stupid, insane. right? It sounds like yeah. I'm some kind of schizophrenic guy. I move that we do this. I second the motion. Well, it sounds like you're out of your freaking mind. So people don't do it. But the problem is if you don't do it, you're not going to be protected under the law. And when I go out and I give talks on this topic, I call it building your corporate fortress. When I give talks on this, my audience is usually very, very quiet during the whole 90 minutes. And I had a really interesting experience. I had a real estate investor actually come up to me the other day. We were down in Orlando. I'd just spoken at a conference. And he said, you know, I heard you give this talk about a year ago. And it's very different the second time. I said, oh, what do you mean? And I thought he was going to say, it's kind of dull. I've already heard all that stuff before. He said, no, the first time I was so scared, the whole time I was listening to your talk, I was texting my wife, I was texting my partner going, oh my gosh, we're in deep trouble. He said, the second time was like really fun to listen to because now I'm your customer and now we've got everything caught up. And I didn't even know there were all those funny stories and everything in there because I was too freaked out the whole time. Because when you really shine a light on what people are supposed to be doing, and they realize that they're not doing it. And that's like 95% of the small business owners out there. It's terrifying. But once you get it in place, it's a huge relief. Once you know the rules and you're following them, and you know that you're safe in case something bad happens, it's a real stress reliever. You sleep a lot better at night when you know the rules and you know you're following them. I think you mentioned meeting minutes and resolutions and issuing stock. Can you give us a list of the biggest things that most people don't do that put their assets at risk within the context of those things? Yeah. The first thing is, let me just give a very, very simple example, and then I'll kind of give you a little bit of a list. Let me tell you, there's over 300 items that the law requires that you document in a board resolution. And so most of us just don't even know what they are. But let me just give you a simple, simple one. When that investor goes out and they're going to now set up a unique bank account for this LLC that they've set up. It's going to be XYZ LLC, and this is where they're going to start buying and holding or buying and flipping real estate. If you go to the bank, you go down to, let's say, Wells Fargo or Bank of America, and you say, hey, I want to set up this bank account, the bank officer, when they have you fill out all your forms, they're going to pull out a generic board resolution. They're going to ask you if you're a director, and you're going to say yes, and then they're going to have you sign this just kind of boilerplate piece of paper along with a bunch of other pieces of paper because the bank can't open a bank account for you unless you have a board resolution that says it's okay for you to open that bank account. People want to change CPAs. People want to take in a loan from somebody or they want to make a personal loan into the business. All of these things have to be memorialized in a board resolution. If you want to sign a lease If you want to give yourself a car allowance, if you want to get medical insurance, if you want to do any of these things where the company is going to pay for something, then there's got to be a board resolution. And so I think a lot of us, we grew up watching movies and television shows where there was a board meeting and there's all these suits sitting around a big mahogany table or something. 
And it's no surprise that General Electric or Apple or Disney or whatever, that they have a board of directors. We all understand that corporation has a board. But when it's our little corporation that we took our savings or we redirected our IRA or our 401k or we maxed out some credit cards to get started, the idea of us being anything remotely like General Electric doesn't even occur to us. We're mostly just trying to get something going, find the next deal, make the next sale, sometimes holding on by our fingernails just <laughs> to survive you know, because our expenses were way out of line. So the idea of acting in this way, we don't think about it, even though sort of in the back of our mind, we know we're supposed to do something, but we don't know what to do, so we just do nothing. Okay. Is this taking things to the extreme? How practical is this for someone to do? And I don't think it is practical unless you have a service, which I imagine, does your company do this for LLCs? Of course, yeah. Okay, got it. (laughs) That makes sense. That's, That's a smooth segue. Okay, so that makes sense. So you provide the solution for this. Are you an attorney? No, 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 but no. I work with over 100 law firms okay. that so you work, this business. You work with law firms. What liability have you been told that this opens up investors to? And how have you seen investors get in trouble? First of all, this isn't sort of theoretical. This is real. Let me just give you some statistics. 94% of the world's litigation happens in the United States. Every 22 seconds, there's a new lawsuit filed against a corporation or an LLC. Every 22 seconds. of all those lawsuits are filed against companies that are earning a million dollars or less. So I don't mean top line, I mean bottom line earning. So that's every Main Street business in the country. Every doctor's office, every restaurant, most every real estate investor, that's who's getting sued. And why? Because they're an easy target. Here's why. According to Cornell Law, the number one most litigated issue in business law is piercing the corporate veil. In other words, they want to get whatever's in the company, which may be a lot or maybe very little, but they also want to get whatever the owner has. So it doesn't matter. It could be equity in a house. It could be their kid's college savings. It could be the coin collection their grandpa left them, whatever. They want to get as much as they can get. And so piercing the corporate veil has become the most litigated issue in corporate law. That's litigation. Let's look at audits. So audits have been going up, up, up. The more government programs we have, the more government says we need to make sure everybody's paying the taxes that they're supposed to be paying. So the way we're going to kind of spot check that is by audits. Since 2009, the number of audits against companies of $5 million or higher has actually gone down 22%. But the number of audits against companies $5 million or smaller, which is probably almost everybody that's listening to this podcast. Oh, you don't give us enough credit. Well, I'm talking about earnings. I'm not talking about <laughs> transactions. Still. Okay, well, I'm not we trying got to... some high achievers. Okay, well, I've got a number of $100 million plus investor clients, but the vast majority of people are trying to make 25000 50000 even 100000 on that transaction. But you've got to do a lot of transactions to earn $5 million. So here's the point. The percentage of audits against companies of $5 million or less is up 38%. Why? Because the government, just like the court, or I should say the predatory litigator, they both know that small businesses are easier targets because they don't have in-house counsel. They have Uncle Fred doing their taxes or they're using TurboTax or whatever. They're not keeping receipts. And the number one thing that pierces your corporate veil 
is even if you're set up as a corporation or LLC, if you don't follow the law that says you must not treat the company like your alter ego, it's got to be utterly separate. And the only thing that shows the separation is the corporate minute book because people don't do it, that leaves them open. And I've seen, because of the business that we're in, I don't want to exaggerate this. I've personally seen probably hundreds. I know of thousands of times when people have said, I went through this horrible experience, I lost everything, or I got my backside handed to me. I can never let that happen again. And I could give you lots of anecdotal stories. The fact is, that is what's going on. And if you research it, there's just a ton of information out there about companies having the corporate veil pierced because they didn't follow their corporate formality rules. The over 300 items you document in a board resolution that you referenced earlier, are all those included in the corporate minute book? Is that what you're referring to? They all ladder up into that? Well, your corporate minute book is where you put the stuff. You had a meeting today. Your minutes say on this day, these people got together and talked about this stuff. And that's the minutes. And then whatever was decided by those people, those are the resolutions. And so your board secretary, like I said, I think I use General Electric or Disney or something as an example. They would have a board secretary who understands, oh, that needed to be documented in a resolution. Oh, we need to have that in the minute book. That would be their job, people that have experience with this kind of formality. The local flipper who's also a, a general contractor, the person who's really great at raising money so they can go and buy up those four condos and flip them or get people in them or kick people out and renegotiate and get new renters in or whatever or new buyers in. Those people, they don't have, for the most part, experience. And even if they do, when it goes from I worked for a big public company and I was a board secretary to now I own a restaurant, they don't make that transition in their mind that we understood why we had to do it there, but we don't hear. And most people say, well, I'm so small, I probably will never get looked at. And the fact is the small companies are the biggest ones at risk. I don't want to come off like I'm trying to scare people into buying something. The fact is we've been in this business for 45 years. We've helped over 100,000 business owners and hundreds of thousands of companies go from cradle to grave, start, grow, sell, crash, whatever. And I just know that this most basic fundamental element of corporate ownership is one of the things that gets ignored because people are focused on marketing, sales, service delivery. They're not really thinking about themselves like a big company would, but they want all the same protections that a big company would get. On average, how much does it cost to have your company do what you need to do to make sure that an LLC is up to date with everything? I didn't know you were going to ask me that question. Thank you very much. It's $1,000 for the first year, and we go back three years, get you caught up with everything that should have been there, and then it's a 12-month service. So in that 12 months, we're going to go back and get you caught up for three years, which is the average time an audit or a lawsuit will look back. Plus, we're going to make sure that every month we're calling you and we're interviewing information out of you. And in five minutes a month, we can typically get everything down that needs to be done. You have a person that's assigned to you. They call you every month. You answer the questions. They send you the formal documents. You sign them and put them in the corporate book. And if you don't already have a corporate minute book, we'll provide that. If you have more than one company, the second company is $595. Next year, because we have an 86% renewal rate on this product, next year, the renewal is $495 per company, and it's all do it for you. We're calling you every month. You don't have to know or do anything except for pick up the phone when our person calls. Sounds good. 
it is good. That's why we have right now tens of thousands of clients that are having us do it, and that's why 86% of them renew, which figure out how many companies fail. That's a pretty dang high renewal rate. I think of all the things we do, it's one of the least expensive things we do, and it's, I think, the most important thing that we do for business owners. Aaron, with this conversation, as far as the biggest thing people do or don't do to put your assets at risk, is there anything else you quickly want to mention that we haven't discussed as it relates to this topic? Yeah. A lot of people, they co-mingle funds. And an example of that, there's a lot of examples I could give, but just here's a quick one. So let's say you have a credit card and use that credit card for personal stuff, birthday presents, food, travel, whatever. Then you start this new business and you think, oh, I want to keep those transactions separate from mine. You don't have any business credit yet, so you apply for a new credit card from whatever, Capital One or somebody, one of those envelopes you get every single day in the mail. And you get that credit card and you say, okay, this is going to be my business expense credit card and this one over here will remain my personal expense. And then you are just perfect in separating those things. So you only use this new Capital One or whatever it is card for business expenses and you're perfect and you get the statement and it comes in the mail and you get out your yellow highlighter and you look and you go, yep, business, 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 perfect. Maybe you have corresponding receipts for everything on there. And you grab your corporate checkbook and you fill out the amount and you pay off the credit card bill. You send it out. You pay it early, right? Well, you just pierced your corporate veil. As soon as you had a corporate checkbook pay for that personal credit card, even though it's all business expenses, you just commingled funds. You acted like the business money was your money. Because if you worked for a big company, you would use your personal card you would submit an expense report along with that yellow highlighted and receipted bunch of evidence. The company would reimburse you and then you would pay your credit card bill. But we take out that middle step when we're small business owners because we think it's ridiculous not to. After all, that's my company. That was my money that was invested. It's my time. I'm the only one at risk. So, of course, the company should pay this bill. As soon as we take out that step and we treat the business like our alter ego, as soon as we do that, We've pierced the corporate veil. We've said the company isn't separate from us. If I could tell your listeners one phrase that they should memorize, it's this. I am not the corporation. The corporation is not me. I am not the LLC. The LLC is not me. If you can remember that you're separate, just as separate as you and I are, Joe, no matter how connected, no matter how much we're dear friends, no matter how much we're pulling in the same yoke, you and I are separate individuals. If we're going to have any kind of business interaction, we're going to document it. We're going to explain it. If I'm going to borrow money from you, you're going to tell me how often do I need to pay you back and at what rate. But we don't do that with our businesses. And by not doing it, we put everything that we're building at tremendous risk. And that's why we have so much litigation in this country. And that's why companies have a 50 to 94% chance, according to Wake Forest law, they say 50 to 94%, I don't know how they got that spread, of losing your personal assets to satisfy a business judgment because the corporate veil was pierced. Aaron, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? They can go to LaughlinUSA.com, L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N-U-S-A.com, and check us out there, or you can call 775-883-8484. If you have a question about anything I've said, just call up and say, I need to talk to somebody about this stuff. You can call for free as many times as you want. There's no obligation to do any business with us. We'll answer your questions because we know the reason you can survive 45 years in a very competitive business 
and be the leader is because we know that not everybody's ready to do something the first time they call. They need to get their questions answered. So that's why consulting at Laughlin is always free. Aaron, thanks for being on show talking about the biggest thing that puts our assets at risk, which is adhering to the logistical and administrative things that relate to our corporations or our entities that the majority of entrepreneurs ignore or don't do to the fullest extent that they need to. And you gave some specific examples like issuing stock resolutions. And as you said, there are over 300 items that you document in a board resolution and just making sure we have all those things taken into account. So thanks so much for being on the show, Aaron. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30-minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellin.com forward slash show. That's dot com forward slash show.